You're listening to the Darien Diaries. Welcome back, 20-something Survival Guide fam. I am so grateful you're tuning in today. If you're new here, I'm Darian Alexis, your host to 20-something Survival Guide, where we uncover together all the ways to survive and thrive in your 20s. We touch on many topics, but for the first time today, we're going to be talking about relationships. And I'm not talking about romantic ones. I'm talking about friendship. And today, even more specifically, we're going to be diving in deep into a topic that touches many of us, surviving friendship breakups. Joining me today is one incredible individual and one of my best friends, Shay, who just like me has experienced her fair share of friendship breakups and come out on the other side with valuable wisdom. Together, we'll share our personal stories, lessons learned, and strategies for rebuilding a supportive network when you feel like your world has been turned upside down. Shay, thank you so much for joining me today. Do you want to introduce yourself to the 20-something Survival Guide fam? Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is such a great platform you've created, girl, to help share some wisdom for others. So I'm very honored to be here with you today. Ah, thank you so much. And I just wanted to say that your voice is so calming. So I'm really like excited. Yeah, it is. I'm like, wow, she sounds so calming. (laughs) I love it. I'm so, so excited you could join me today because Unlike some of my failed friendships that we'll dive into today, you are truly such an amazing friend to me. And I feel like over these past five years of us being friends, maybe it's been six now, I'm not 100% sure, (laughs) we have really grown together in not only our personal lives, but we've been able to nurture our friendship. And I really respect that. And I appreciate you so much. So thank you. Of course. And yeah, I can't believe it's already been five years. It seems like just yesterday I met you at Charm and Charlie, but we've definitely grown such a strong friendship and it's been a blessing, girl. I'm going to shed a little tear. (laughs) But I did want to ask you, um, because I feel like it really doesn't get enough credit with how heartbreaking it is to lose a friend. Do you feel like you Mm -hmm. have ever been heartbroken by losing a friend? Yes, definitely. You know, sadly, I've gone through that quite a lot, sadly. It's very heartbreaking. It's just like dealing with a bad breakup from your partner. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree to that. And I wanted to say too, before we hop into all the questions that I feel like a lot of people don't acknowledge how emotional a friendship breakup is due to the nature that friendships aren't monogamous. So like a lot of people in the relationship, you're just dating one person And so you're focused on that relationship. And when it isn't working out, you can just cut it out. But because you can have so many friends, it's like, oh, I'm just going to hold on to them. I'm just going to, you know, stick through it because, you know, you may have known them for a really long time. And even if you grow apart, it just simply might take you forever to cut them off. Right. But getting into the questions, can you share a personal experience of a friendship breakup and how you navigated the emotional challenges that came with it? Yes. So the first thing that comes to mind is uh, a friend that I had growing up um, since like fifth, sixth grade. Um, We really had a strong bond over the years. And unfortunately, in college, we... To be honest, I don't even really know what happened. And it's just, 
kind of just went left out of nowhere. And it took me a, a minute to try to get over it. I would ask her so many times, like, oh, what happened? What happened? What's going on? She she went completely cold on me. It's like when we got to college, she went to a different school and it's like she got a new friend group and it mm. kind of changed and altered our friendship a lot. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why. I didn't know if she was being influenced by the new friends. And I honestly, I took it very hard. Yeah, And I really didn't know how to handle it back at that time and very emotional about it. But um, it took me honestly years to get past yeah. it because I never got that closure. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point I asked her like, what did I do to you? Yeah. And I just, I never got an answer. And to this day, I'm still kind of confused what happened. So I took it very hard. Yeah, no, I can really relate to that. And I'm sorry that that happened. I think I have similar experiences where it's like people you're friends with in high school and you love Mm -hmm. them and you do everything with them. And then you get to college. And when you get to college, you just start changing. And it's never one person's fault or the other. I mean, it can be sometimes. (laughs) It can be someone's (laughs) fault. But the friendships where they just, you know, drift apart can be really sad, especially when the other person isn't really cooperating and expressing why they ended. I think it's a little bit easier to understand why things ended if things like go sour. (laughs) Like I have had friendships that have gone sour where I could have been the evil person in their story, but to me, they're the evil person in my story. And I still don't talk to these people to this day, but sometimes... Mm -hmm. Like I will still be up at night thinking about it and thinking about mm-hmm. how much like I miss them or like what could I have done differently for it to turn out this way. So yes. that is extremely relatable. Yes, I agree. And sometimes like I used to be afraid to not show that I was hurt with that situation. And I feel like that's another good way to help navigate through that feel the emotions cry let it out and like you know me I'm I don't like to cry so (laughs) I love to cry (laughs) I know so that's another thing that was hard for me but it helps to get through that yeah for sure I know that that helps a lot but it's kind of hard I'm thinking of one specific situation. Um, My freshman year college roommate, we were best friends and we kind of just changed and had our own friend groups in college. And it really, really hurt me when we stopped being friends. I still to this day don't know how she feels with the situation, Mm -hmm. but I absolutely adored her so much. But we just got into different things and hung out with different cliques and she was doing Mm -hmm. things that I didn't like to do and probably vice versa. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I still could reach out to her and be like, hey, mm-hmm. what happened? But then it's almost like I'm kind of embarrassed because I'm like, does she even feel that way too? Like, does she think, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm sad this ended or like what happened with Darian? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm over here like crying over it. <laughs> so that can be scary as well. But what would you say are some common signs or red flags that indicate a friendship may be coming to an end? Um, I would definitely say some red flags would be 
just noticing them slowly distancing themselves mm, from you. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're not hearing from them a lot. And I will say in my case, I would like hit them up and be like the main one contacting them. And then yeah. I would notice like, that type of energy wouldn't be sent back to me and, you know, they wouldn't reach out to me first. And, you know, it's not like, you know, a competition, but, it, you know, you kind of notice those things and you take mental notes of that. So that would definitely be a huge red flag to look for. Um, I would also say like short conversations, you can mm-hmm. tell when they stop engaging, um, especially through text messages, if it's short and like dry, you're like, oh, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And just them not really giving you the same energy back and those little things will start to add up and you pay attention more. Yeah, I agree. And what I'd like to add to that is I think a red flag is friends that don't support you through your growth. And so, you know, when you're getting older and you're growing and you're becoming a better person, I feel like you start to elevate at a different frequency than some people and your friend, or Mm -hmm. I guess maybe not your friends, people that become jealous of you instead of supporting you, I think can be a very big red flag. And I know I talked to you about this a little bit already, but ever since launching this podcast, I've seen that I have some friends that are super supportive about it. And then some friends that just have seemed to drop off. They haven't shared Mm -hmm. anything. They don't even like my pictures about my podcast. And I take Mm -hmm. notice. I do. And it's not like I'm tallying like, oh, this friend is better than this friend because they said something. But it's hurtful to me because I try so hard to support my friends through their growth, or at least those that I hold the closest to me. So I think that that is a huge one. And then also when I'm crying over a friend, I think that's a red flag. Like your friends are supposed mm-hmm. to like be there for you to cry on their shoulder. They're not supposed to make you cry. So that's some that come to mind for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said before, like that's definitely another red flag if they're not really supporting you on like the podcast and like, you don't have to like, I know we talked about this, like you said, you don't have to like go overboard with it, but just so show a little bit of support. Like I've definitely realized with like my blogs and stuff, like, you know, some people don't really show support and I don't, I try not to take it to heart because everybody has their own things going on, their own life going on. You know, you have to try to remember that, but you know, a like here and there, you know, just to say, you know, a little comment. I see you. Is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're doing great. Or even a side text. Like, girl, I liked your video. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. In whatever, like, fashion it is, like, whatever mm-hmm. the scale, whether you're liking or commenting or just, just showing your friend that you're there for them, that at least means a lot to me. So I kind of personally think it's a red flag when I have a friend that is very obvious of something that's going on in my life, but they don't, you know... I guess mm-hmm. it could be my fault, too, that I'm not reaching out to them and be like, what do you think about my podcast? Or what do you think about this that I'm doing? But I don't always want to make the conversation about me either, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, like, I know you're the same way, too. So it's just kind of like nice. A yeah, yeah. You don't want to feel like a burden. So it's kind of nice when, you know, you have friends, when you're obviously making big moves and they're supporting right. you through it. Mm-hmm. But what would you say are some healthy coping mechanisms or strategies for processing emotions that arise when you lose a close friend? (laughs) 
<laughs> I say definitely talking to other people that you trust for sure. Number one, mm-hmm. for me growing up, like my uh, first situation that I told you, that was like around college time. Um, it was my mom. Uh, it was somebody that's already been through those things. Like she had a lot of issues with friends and yeah. all that types of stuff. So she was able to give me a lot of wisdom. So, um, and just like your other friends, um, mm-hmm. other friends that I trusted at that time, I was able to talk about it with them and just speaking to someone who has gone through those things helps, but also like journaling has helped me too. Yes. Yes. If I wasn't able like to be brave enough to say something to them at that time, it would help me write it out. Like, like I was speaking to them mm-hmm. and that would help me, um, with that friendship that I was speaking on. That's what I did. I journaled that too. And of course, I've never said anything to that person, but yeah. I was able to get it out. So that helps me. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I completely agree. I used to like <laughs> be so annoyed when people would be like, journal your feelings. Be like, I don't want to journal my feelings, but it really does help. Like the, my Darian diary, the one that's featured in all my cover stuff, it is a legitimate diary. Mm-hmm. Like I've journaled in this diary on the first page. It says Darian's journal. Please be respectful of my privacy and don't read. Like I have stuff in here because (laughs) it's really helped me because like you said before, sometimes you don't want to be a burden to your friends. And I know talking to Mm -hmm. any of my friends can be great, but sometimes you just still want to get those emotions out, but not necessarily want to speak them aloud. Like you were saying, So I think journaling is awesome as well as speaking to someone that has a little bit more wisdom too, like your mom or even like a mentor or a therapist, I think is an extremely healthy coping mechanism. Um, But yeah, or even reaching out for closure, I think can be a good strategy. Something that I have not been brave Mm -hmm. enough to do, but I hope the listeners are brave enough to get that closure if they're still seeking it. So I think that's really great. Yeah. And also for me, like, I think PTSD is real for like bad friendships, like the bad breakups. It is. So yeah, like I try not to bring that into like present and like future friendships. Mm -hmm. So like I said, the journaling helps try to get it all out. Let me get it all out. So I don't bring that into other friendships. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that kind of feeds into my next question, because I was going to ask you what your most important lessons or insights learned from these situations are. And I think that a mm-hmm. really great lesson learned is to not bring these type of vibes, I guess, into your mm-hmm. other friendships because I am the same way or like with exes, I don't want my current partner like for me to tr- like take all that old trauma and use it against him. It's there. You're a new person in your life. It's a new friend. So do you want to speak a little mm-hmm. bit more into that? Yes. Um, I think people have to understand people change over time. Like for me, college, people change over college, good and bad. And same for me too. So I think you have to understand when people get in new environments, new influences can change a person, person, which can lead to how they are in their friendships and any relationship for real. Um, I think you just got to do what makes you happy. You have to just look back and try to see okay, well, what did I do wrong? Is like, what's my thoughts in this? Yeah. How can I try to be better in my other friendships, my next friendship? Um, and that goes for relationships as well. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You are like hitting all my questions before I even really? ask them. Yes, you are covering things so that. beautifully because I was going to ask like what role does self-reflection play in recovering from a friendship breakup and like how can that aid in personal growth? And you kind of touched on that a little bit, but is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, I think self-reflection is probably the most important step in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because what you don't want to do is bring any of that possible drama into anything else. So yeah, like I said, um, you have to look back and try to see, okay, well, why is that person so cold to me? Was it something that I did? Mm -hmm. Did I not, you know, tend to her needs in the friendship? Was I, you know, needy? Was Mm -hmm. I overbearing? Was I overwhelming? Was I, you know, not paying attention to you? Um, I think you have to definitely go back and look at that. Sometimes you have to be honest with yourself during that stage what do I need to work on? And, and yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I think with self-reflection, one thing that has been a tough pill for me to swallow, I kind of mentioned a a little bit earlier in the episode was really just acknowledging that sometimes I am the villain and sometimes I am in the wrong. And it is very hard for me to admit that I am wrong sometimes. Um, But it's something that you have to do in order to grow, in order to learn from the situation, learn from the friendships, um, and just keep moving on. So I think that that's something that's really important with self-reflection. And sometimes you can't really see how you are in the situation. Mm -hmm. So like, like, I'm sure I've asked you before, okay, like, am I doing something wrong? Like, what's going on here? Like, maybe I'm I'm missing something here that I'm not catching that I'm doing. Because sometimes you really don't know, but yeah. sometimes you do and you're like ignoring it. So <laughs> isn't that the truth? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you think individuals can establish boundaries and protect themselves from toxic friendships to prevent future heartbreak? Now, this is a great question because I feel like, you know, personally, I had to deal with creating boundaries and certain friendships over mm-hmm. the years. Um, first, you can't be scared to create the boundaries because I've learned like I was scared. Like yeah. I didn't want to come off as being mean or mm-hmm. seem like, you know, I'm being harsh, but it's important, you know. So um, I think communication really is the key. I know that sounds cliche. No, it's communication really is key. For sure. (laughs) Um, And you have to be honest with people and your friendship. Sometimes having those hard conversations are necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, know what to look for from your previous, you know, friendship breakups and and force them in the present and the future. Um, You know, once you see something that you don't like, talk about it then and there. I've learned that I used to sweep things under the rug Mm -hmm. and that that backfired on me all the time because I was always trying to keep the peace. So once something rubs you the wrong way, speak about it then or there or sometime soon so you can work it out and move forward. Yeah, for sure. Beautifully put. (laughs) I think that setting boundaries is so scary and I'm the same way. Occasionally, I am definitely known as the blunt friend in the friend group. Mm -hmm. I tend to say it how it is, but I still 
get scared to say things. And I know that I also take a lot of things very personally in friendships that might not even be the case. So something that I've really tried to work on when setting boundaries is also setting boundaries with myself. And like you said, addressing it in the moment. If something's Mm -hmm. rubbing me the wrong way, I'm going to tell you like, hey, it upset me when you did that. Or I'd appreciate if we move through things this way. But also Mm -hmm. setting boundaries with like communication, like you said, too, and realizing that if someone isn't like texting me enough to let them know, but if it continues to set the boundary Mm -hmm. to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. I don't really have the energy to keep watering this friendship when you're not adding the sunlight to help us grow. Like friendships are also 50-50, but Mm -hmm. like any other relationship, sometimes you have to give a little bit more if your friends are struggling but you need to set that boundary with yourself to know, mm-hmm. hey, if this person's getting toxic or if I can't take this anymore, I need to remove myself from this situation. So. You made some great points there. Very well said. <laughs> yeah. I think the hardest part for me is always like removing myself from the situation. And that's something mm-hmm. that's become very visible to me after moving like moving out of Ohio, seeing who is still keeping in contact with me, who is still checking up on me when you move away. And once again, with the growth thing, seeing like which of my friends are being supportive in my, you know, creative endeavors and the things I want to build for myself. So being able to like see that and kind of just journal about it or make mental notes and see if these people are growing with me. And if they're not, not to take it personally, because As we've said multiple times, we are all changing and growing at different rates and different speeds, which is Mm -hmm. totally a-okay, but just setting that boundary and cutting people off if you need to. Absolutely. (laughs) Can you provide some advice or tips for listeners who may currently be struggling with a friendship breakup and are struggling to move forward? Just maybe some final snippets. (laughs) Yes. My advice would be is to take your time processing the breakup. It's okay to feel how you feel. Your feelings are valid. Wrong or right, they're valid, in my opinion, you know? Agreed. No one can tell you how to feel. I've had to learn that. So process everything. Try to remain positive. Wish them the best, even if they hurt you. Um, I would also say... It's helped me in the past with actually deleting them. I know that sounds bad, but like once that friendship has ended, I don't, it's hard for me to process and move on if I still see you, you know, old memories will pop up. So it might be easier for you to delete them off social media, off the phone. I know that sounds bad, but. No, (laughs) honestly, I think I I do the same thing. The first thing I've done in friendship breakups is go through my camera roll because I go through my camera roll a lot. So I'll go through and delete Mm -hmm. every picture with them. I'm like, I need more space on my phone anyway. (laughs) And whether someone sees that as petty or not, I mean, we're not professionals, but that's a way that I also cope. And I think that that is a good tip to wish Mm -hmm. them well, be kind through everything, self-reflect and truly if it's You know, if you're trying to get closure with them through talking to them and it's just ending in fights and tears, you just have to find another way to let them go. Absolutely. And I want to add this. Something that my parents instilled in me is pay attention to people's actions, not their words. People will show Mm -hmm. you better than what they can tell you. So just pay attention to that and take your mental notes and 
go about it the best way you can. Yeah, take your mental notes because there are some mm -hmm. sweet talkers out there. <laughs> I don't think I'm one of them, but there are they are mm -hmm. out there. There are people out there that can be very manipulative, that can be mm -hmm. very, you know, whenever you start, they make you think that it's your fault for everything that yes. they did. There's just so many types of I don't I don't think there's toxic people, but I think there's toxic relationships. And I think some Absolutely. people just aren't compatible as friends. So if you find yourself struggling in one of these relationships, just know it's okay. We've all been there. You're not alone and you will get through this. And if you need anything, I'm here. I'm sure Shay would be happy to help anyone. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I will link her socials in the show notes so you guys can all check her out. She does the most amazing fashion, not fashion, makeup, beauty, <laughs> lifestyle stuff. And she has a YouTube too. So check her out. But thank you so much for sharing, Shay. Do you have any final words that you'd like to share with the 20 something survival guide fam? Yes. Well, first off, I just want to thank you again for having me. I love that you're speaking on these topics because, you know, life can get heavy, especially today in our society. Sometimes we get lost. So these discussions that you're having is going to really help people navigate through their life. We all have our own journeys. So what I go through may be different for the next person. So sharing our experiences helps us all grow and you know just remember sometimes people come in your life for just seasons and that's it <laughs> yeah i love that the people come in your life for a season or a reason or you know maybe yes. they're there forever too who knows but exactly. that was just so amazing i'm just so so grateful that you could join me today i love you so much but that love is you. all <laughs> so thank you everyone for tuning in sending my love to all of those that are currently struggling through a friendship breakup but as i said before i promise you you will come out and survive and thrive if you haven't already, make sure to follow on Spotify or Apple Podcast and rate the show and leave feedback so we can continue to grow this 20-something survival guide fam and get the most out of this survival guide. Follow at Darian Diaries on Instagram to participate in polls, request show topics, and to master the art of surviving and thriving in your 20s. Make sure to check out all Shay's socials, which, as I said, will be linked in the show notes. And thanks again for listening. I'm Darian Alexis, and don't forget to survive and thrive.